and Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has warned that his country will use enormous force against Hamas as the conflict there enters its fourth day. In an update this morning, the Israeli army says it has more or less restored control over the Gaza border after Hamas fighters broke through on Saturday. It also said it has found the bodies of 1,500 Hamas militants. Almost 690 people have lost their lives on the Palestinian side, while around 900 have died in Israel. Hamas is now threatening to start killing hostages if Israel carries out more strikes without warning. Let's get an update now from our international editor, Jeremy Bowen. Inside Gaza, it looks every bit as if Palestinians are feeling the full force of Israeli military power. Israel says Hamas is responsible for the suffering of Gaza's civilians. And its retaliation for the Hamas attacks has only just begun. Hamas has threatened to start killing its Israeli hostages. The airstrikes rolled on hour after hour. Palestinian armed groups, undeterred, kept up their own barrage of Israel. Our BBC team was in Ashkelon, in southern Israel, not far from the Gaza border, when a salvo came in. Ashkelon is so close to Gaza that there is no more than a 10-second warning. Israel is moving in more firepower. The next stage of the offensive against Hamas looks certain to be a ground offensive, much bigger than other incursions since Hamas took over in Gaza in 2007. Lines of cars outside a military base on the road to Gaza were parked by reservists as they reported for duty, getting ready, saying their goodbyes. Parents came to the base for a few minutes with their sons. We're praying and uh, hope for the best. And it's tough times now. And uh, we're telling him to try and uh, concentrate on his mission um, without uh, thinking too much about uh, other friends that got injured or killed. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu broadcast to his nation. He said Hamas has made a mistake of historic proportions. We will, he said, exact a price that will be remembered by them and Israel's other enemies for decades. And now Israelis are waiting for their government and army to act. Starot, the Israeli town closest to Gaza, littered with the debris of war, felt like the essence of Israel's trauma, almost deserted, except for security forces. Hamas has rocketed Starot for years, but never before stormed in. At the center of the Hamas killing ground was the police station. They broke in and used it as a firebase to shoot civilians as well as soldiers. Blood from Israel's dead and wounded smears the walls. Even here, in what is always a frontline town for Israelis, this was not supposed to happen. They expected their military, backed up by the intelligence services, to protect them. And the fact that that didn't happen means that recriminations about who might be responsible have already started. But at the same time, there is a strong 
sense of national unity with the country under attack about what happens next. In the places that Hamas attacked, Israeli military as well as the few civilians left are jumpy, still shocked. A ground offensive didn't feel imminent. And in Gaza, a few miles away, casualties come into the main hospital. The first few hundred of many more. It will get worse. Palestinians and Israelis once more caught on the anvil of war in a conflict a century old that is as deadly as it's ever been. Jeremy Bowen, BBC News. Well, the Israeli city of Ashkelon has come under heavy fire from Hamas over recent days. And our correspondent Anna Foster is there for us this morning. Anna, we've had an update in the last hour or so from the Israeli military, haven't we? What are they saying? That's right, John. One of their main focuses was really talking about what they've do to, to, done to try and secure this area, these southern Israeli border communities that were infiltrated and attacked in the early hours of Saturday morning. What they have said is that they are pretty sure that they have now secured these areas once again. They can't say 100%. They know that they have managed to block the holes in the fence that Hamas militants broke through with diggers and bulldozers and used to actually come in. They know that the fence itself is secure, but what they can't say is whether or not there are any still uh, still any Hamas militants who are actually on this side already who are perhaps hiding out uh, they say it is a possibility and it's something that they are continuing to review continuing to review the security of I mean you can even see this morning the, the military vehicles coming by it shows you the amount of presence that they have in this area there are also still things like tunnels that need to be taken into consideration there are tunnels that exist between Gaza and these southern Israeli border communities they are much harder for the military to find and locate because they're under ground they're very difficult to detect so I think that is why there is still just that that small caveat that small note of caution from the Israeli military that they have managed to mainly secure this area uh, but they can't say for sure they say they found the bodies of one and a half thousand Hamas militants in this area and they've also updated us as well about the ongoing airstrikes on Gaza 200 different sites they say uh, were struck overnight as they attempt to try and degrade Hamas's capability and send that very strong warning that you were talking about that Israel will not tolerate the kind of violence that was seen here on Saturday. And we've seen pictures of the Israeli military gathering, uh, talk of a potential ground offensive going into Gaza. What does that mean for the mood of people there in Israel where you are trying to get on with their, with their lives? That's right. I mean, at the moment, it, it feels almost impossible for people here to try and maintain some kind of ordinary life. And, and I should say that that is, that is in communities like this one who are used to regular missile attacks from, from Gaza. Many people who live in these areas, they know where the safe areas are. They have bomb shelters, many of them, or they'll go in and hide in, in doorways or stairwells. Even children at school, kindergarten children, they know what to do when the sirens go off. So these are people who are used to this kind of thing happening. But, but the size and the scale of what we've seen in the last few days, this almost constant bombardment of missiles that have been coming in from Gaza means that a lot of people have chosen, if they can, to move further away, to take their families at, at almost out of range if it's possible. I mean, we certainly moving around yesterday three times had to go into bomb shelters because missiles, rockets coming from Gaza were so close to hitting us. And in terms, uh, John, of that, that ground offensive that you were talking about, this is something that Israel are considering right now. 
but to actually put Israeli troops into Gaza is enormously difficult. It's very densely packed. Uh, there is a huge civilian population there as well, and there are Israeli hostages being held in Gaza. So we've seen military hardware. I can actually hear tanks moving just away to my left. We've seen a lot of the military hardware gathering in this area here, but I think Israel is still considering very carefully what its next move will be and when it will start to implement that. Okay, Anna Foster live for breakfast in Israel. Thank you for that. Well, meanwhile, meanwhile, Israel has carried out airstrikes on Gaza throughout the night, with the military claiming to have hit 200 targets. There are worries that the Gaza Strip could now be on the brink of a new humanitarian crisis if supplies are not allowed in. Well, earlier on breakfast, a Palestinian aid worker described the situation faced by many civilians there. What colleagues are saying, what my family is saying in Gaza is that it's never been this bad. Um, they have lived through almost six escalations and they live under blockade. There's really nowhere to flee in Gaza. Um, very few already are crammed in very few shelters. There's no money to go through Egypt and, and crossings allowing materials through Israel have been closed. Um, it's being bombarded from the air, from the land, from the sea, and really it's deja vu for Gazans. And, you know, we, we need to ensure that this ends once and for all and everybody's exhausted. Well, I think we can show you uh, live pictures now uh, from Gaza, uh, which is where uh, the Israeli Air Force have said in a statement just a, a short time ago that 200 targets have been hit overnight. That's uh, across the Gaza Strip. Now, that's Gaza City. You're looking at, at the moment. You can see smoke rising there from from some areas. We just heard from Oxfam talking about uh, the problems of, of trying to get medication and food and water in there and they're worried that it's only going to become more of a challenge in the hours and days ahead. Uh, UNICEF calling this morning for a humanitarian corridor in and out of Gaza uh, as those supplies are cut. But uh, clearly the situation there tense on the ground on both sides of the border, as Anna was explaining to us, uh, as we wait to find out what Israel will do next in uh, retaliation to those attacks by Hamas militants within Israel on Saturday.